Oregon! Big time win for BYU down in Provo over the weekend. Boy, was I wrong about what game plan the Cougars should have used against the Trojans. It turns out that rushing three and dropping eight was really effective for BYU. It was an excellent game plan. And you know what? I didn't bet on USC's arrogance. They were going to do what they wanted to do regardless of the other team because they're the mighty Trojans. And BYU had the perfect game plan for them. Credit to the Cougars. I was agreeing with you. I thought pressure was the way to go. And they dropped those guys back and made it very very difficult on the freshman, and it worked. BYU great. Rob Morris, I understand not only were you at the game on Saturday, but you were down close to all the action. Take us through what you saw down there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I've kind of been standoffish toward the program and probably just the things you deal with your own things in life. It was just good to be back. I'm super impressed with Kalani. He's got this passion and energy. And then after the game, just watching how he celebrated with the players, and I think he commands their respect. But I don't think he forces them on them. I think they respect him because they know that he cares about him and they know what he brings to the table and it was awesome. I've played for a lot of great coaches and I would love to play for Kalani. I think that would be a blast. So here's the question. The Utes in the Pac-12 have never won at the Coliseum. Will they mentally be there? Physically, I think they're better. So will there be a slip betwixt the lip and the cup? I don't think so. That historically doesn't happen often with Coach Witt and Utah teams. I think they're going to be ready to go. Well, if they are, they'll win. They should. You know, we all had a chance to study that USC team. The conclusions I I draw is Stanford was nowhere near as good as I thought they were. USC is not as good as I thought it was. And the Utes are every bit as good as I thought they were. You know, it's a long season. We'll see how it plays out. But that's where we are right now. The voice of the USC Trojans, Pete Arbogast. We expect Utah to establish the run and run a lot. You expect the Trojans to sell out and pack that box and make Tyler Huntley beat him? Well, you can pick your poison. Huntley just killed us last year. He had a career-high 340-something yards and four touchdowns just off. Our bugaboo over many years now is trying to stop a mobile quarterback, and that is certainly what Huntley is. Right now, we're not a very good tackling team, and that doesn't bode well for playing against a guy like Huntley or Zach Moss. I'm just hoping they can tackle better. If they can do that, they can make it a better football game. If you don't tackle better, it's going to be a long, long night. Coordinator for BYU, Coach Aaron Roderick, what are you seeing from Washington on defense? They have an identity that they believe in, and they stick with it, and they do what they do. I've coached against these guys for years. Points are really hard hard to come by. They keep their safeties really, really deep, and they keep the ball in front of them. You don't see a lot of balls being thrown over their head, so you have to be patient and work it. you got to try to move the ball and be patient and be smart. We're going to have to grind it out, and we're going to have to mix it up and have a good balance of run and pass. Try to use all of our weapons available to us, but I like our chances. I think we're going to play well. The voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. The Huskies are balanced. It's a three-headed monster running back. Savon Ahmed has got great open field speed. Sean McGrew, kind of a tiny step back has really good footwork. He's coming off a career high 63 yards against Hawaii and then this freshman Richard Newton just a powerful downhill runner and already has four touchdown runs on the season. The wide receiving core the veteran group and the Huskies might have the best tight end in the conference in Hunter Bryant. So it's a versatile offense capable of hurting teams in a variety of ways but BYU's strength has been their defense and I know they've got a lot of playmakers back there as well doing feel-good songs today, and I'm with Austin. This might be the ultimate feel-good song. How can you not feel good listening to this song? Yeah. Not much enthusiasm. It's okay. That's not my favorite. Jeez. No, 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 no. We're over here feeling good, jamming out. Gordon's like, you know. 
That's all right. How can you not feel good listening to Walking on Sunshine? That's all right. It's fine. From here on out, anytime Gordon's excited about a bumper song, I'm just going to absolutely poo-poo it. Okay, Tyler Huntley. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday. And boy, what a Friday it is. Weekends like this of college football do not come around all that often. Three big-time opponents for our three major in-state schools, and we're going to be breaking it all down for you today on The Big Show. Great job by Austin on Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Gordon, down in L.A. once again. He will be joining the show today, though, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. He's down there covering it uh, for the paper and, of course, of the station. So he will be along. Austin is here in a fine-looking Lumberjack-esque flannel shirt today. Uh, I, I, I'm jealous, Austin. You you dressed for the weather and the condition of the studio, whereas I, I did not. It's more so the condition of the studio. The studio's cold today. Like, it's a, it's a bit chilly out there. It's a fall day with the winter hail falling in Sandy and elsewhere, but this, uh, this yes, this Al Borland costume I'm wearing it looks was good. for the studio. Flannel is, is just a terrific material. I, I should wear more of it. Uh, and I know people out there probably are like, oh, they're complaining about the studio again. But let me tell you, this studio is kept brisk. And then combine that with the fact that we're going to have a hockey game in the arena coming up tomorrow. So the whole building is is much cooler than usual. And so uh, I picked the wrong day to wear shorts. Long story short, pants would have been a good choice for me today. That's correct. But yes. uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's going to keep me on my game, Austin. It's going to keep me up and and ready to go. And I will say this. I'd rather have the studio cold than hot. Hot where you just want to take a nap. It's tough to, you know, keep the energy up with it cold you know i'm not even i'm not even sitting back in my chair because i'm freezing so when you start doing jumping jacks while whilst exactly. hosting the show right you'll know what's going on uh, our friend gabe from syringa networks is here today and we'll talk to gabe uh, coming up here in a little bit but uh he was like wow it's it's pretty chilly in here and it's like yep gabe welcome to the studio you have any meats you want to hang because it's primed didn't think you'd need your long johns today did you yeah who would have thought but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day today. And, and I'm serious. The weekends like this, 
in college football. I mean, we could probably think back and try to 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 remember, you know, big time important games, important opponents for all three of our in-state schools. I mean, BYU's got a huge one with Washington, and, and if BYU could pull it off, you're, we're looking at a ranked BYU team next week, and they just took down USC. I, I think it's going to be a tall task uh, for the Cougs, and we'll we'll talk about it. But if they could pull that off, I mean, that would be uh, amazing. Uh, down in Provo, people would be feeling really good. So there's a big time opponent there. Utah opens up conference play with oh the bell cow of the conference traditionally, USC. I mean, always a a big time opponent. And boy, uh, how much is on the line for USC? We'll get into some of the reports that are out there today and what's going on uh, with that program and the pressure that is on the Trojans and the Utes going there on the what they hope is the the cusp or the brink. I'm in San Bernardino right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's an underrated part of that. That is an underrated part of that. Of a very special season, what could be a very special season. And we'll get into this. I mean, the door, you know, the way things are going with the conference just keeps opening more and more for the Utes. Uh, you know, if they can get past the the Trojans, and we expect them to, and, and not stub their toe, you know, they've... They've got a lot of winnable games out there for them to gather momentum and and continue to climb up the poles. So an unbelievably huge game for the Utes tonight. Pre-game coverage, by the way, down at the point after. Begins at 6 with Hans and Frank. If you're looking for a place to watch the game tonight, uh, I would suggest the point after right there in The temperature's well-regulated. It is well-regulated. Well, well-regulated. On Ninth East, they're in the sports mall, so go by and see those guys. They'll be there for the pre- and post-game, of course. Well, that's a great pl- uh, spot to watch the game. But then the Aggies, the mighty Utah State Aggies, who have some conference championship aspirations of their own, uh, only open up conference play with San Diego State, a cross-division game against a really, really well-coached, tough team. And this will be, um, I, I don't want to say the first test for the Aggies, because I think Wake Forest is is actually good and probably better than a lot of people uh, a lot of people think. But certainly the biggest test that matters for Utah State. So on the show today, we are going to do our best to prepare you for all three of these games. And uh, Austin... Uh, how much? Uh, how's how's your backside doing? Because I have a feeling we're going to be sitting on our backsides watching a lot of uh, college football this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, and then Sunday I'll just watch a lot of NFL, and then someone will have to wheel me in here Monday. Yes, so exactly. That's the dream. Has uh, have you watched football with your lovely daughter Harper yet? Have have you sat her down to watch games with you? Yeah, she uh, you know she was a newborn last season, but she would she was transfixed by uh-huh. all the colors and the movements. Now she's a little more distracted. There's other things that are grabbing her attention more. You know what she will sit through though? A jazz game. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. She'll sit there and watch the jazz. So I'll, I'll tell you a funny thing about my daughter. She she turned two in July, so she's a little you know, two in a month. And uh, she she loves watching that TV, you know, like I think most kids do. She she's big into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. She likes Daniel Tiger, but of course we're trying to be decent parents and not just you know plant them in front of the tube, plant her in front of the tube and be like, well, have a nice day. You know, we're trying to to limit it. And she's at the age, Austin, where she's now learning that she can manipulate. Right. So this is one of the things she does. She she'll go, Daniel Tiger. And I'll say, no, no, not right now. No, no, we're not going to do it. She goes, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? 
<laughs> and I'll say, getting more and more pitiful I, look on her face. Uh-huh, and I, I'll say, no, we're not going to do that right now. But then she knows that she's talking to me, and she'll go, football? <laughs> so she'll, she'll ask. It's like third or fourth down her list, but she'll get the football. And she'll be like, well, I just I just want you to turn that TV on. At least so, your foot's in the door. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to bring up football because I know you like to watch football. That's so funny. I'm at that what stage. What a smart girl. Yeah. I'm at that stage where, uh, you know, she'll she'll try to, to uh, ask to why, which, of course, I most of the time respond like, sure, let's see if the game's on. <laughs> let's get it cracking. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a shot. And then uh, her mother comes in and, and says, can you just DVR that until she goes to bed? And, and then, what do you do? And then I DVR mm-hmm. it, and, and then I watch it after she goes She's to a bed. smart girl. You're a smart guy. I know. I know. And then I get in trouble because, it, you know, I, I need to be the bad guy once in a while as a parent, and I'm too much of a pushover. I don't know if you have this problem, but I'm, I'm too much of a, a yes dad, if you will. Oh, you want to yeah. watch football? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I, you know, she can't speak yet, so she's not... But she can scream with the best of them. She can. That'll get me to do anything to, to end the screaming. Yes, that will. That, that is a motivator. Yeah, the the purple cry is is yeah, definitely a especially motivator. Especially if you're in public <laughs> and you and you're like, all these people think I'm kidnapping this baby. I got to find a way to get her to not cry. So it's going to be a good weekend for my daughter Sadie because she's going to get to watch a lot of football. So poor girl. I know, poor thing. Hey, what's the longest or what's the shortest time you've ever held a job? The shortest time I've ever yeah, held a job? Like a single job, like the before you quit or were fired. Okay, so believe it or not, the jobs that I've held, I've 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 been at them for a while. Even Probably, when you were a young youngster. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a janitor at an elementary school for 2 years. Of course you were. Then I worked for a nonprofit for 3 years, Sears for 2. A hotel for three or four, so probably two years. So Sears it is? It's probably no. Sears, Well, yeah. that's boring. Why is that boring? Why do you ask? I was going to see if you could beat Antonio Brown's record. <laughs> a week? Yeah. Seven days. <laughs> no. I can. No, I've been... I've been you can? Yeah, I I, uh, I once uh, took a job, and the day I was supposed to show up, called in and quit, so... Well, there's... I, I mean, I technically held the job you for did. hours. You did. <laughs> just didn't feel right. All right, so we are going to get you fully prepared for the football weekend. And maybe we'll mix in a little Antonio Brown because, geez, what a bizarre, bizarre story that that is, is turning into. And we remember we, we he was still on the Raiders at the time, but uh, I was talking to Gordon about this. Like, you, Usually you have a lot of patience for like really talented people, and Antonio Brown is really, really talented. How much of a lunatic do you have to be if an, uh, multiple NFL teams, a guy like that, are like, nope, sorry, not, not coming along with that. So we can get into that. But here's the guest lineup today, and this is great. And it's a great part about our station is we have folks uh, covering everything. And so we're going to bring you all the insight into the games coming up. At 4 o'clock, PK is going to jump on live from Los Angeles. Patrick Kinahan is going to be on the show. At 4.30, Jordan Pendleton is going to make his weekly appearance. The former Cougar linebacker will get his thoughts on uh, BYU going up against Washington. At 5.00. Gordon himself, yes, my co-host, my partner in crime, who's usually doing Gordon's list at this time, uh, is going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And then at 5.30, the voice of the Utah State Aggies, 
the one and only Scott Gerard is going to be on the show to preview Utah State, uh, San Diego State. And I say 5.30, and we're saying it a little loosely, right, Austin, because uh, the charter is flying out, and we've just got to make sure he's on the ground. What the hell just happened? And in a position that uh, that he can come on the show. So we're going to preview all the big games this weekend and uh, hopefully have a little fun on the uh, along the way as well. I mentioned it earlier. He is live in studio. He is our good friend Gabe. From, he's the general manager at Syringa Networks. And Gabe, uh, I noticed you kept your jacket on because it's not, it's not warm. That is no joke. It is absolutely freezing in this room. <laughs> it is so cold. Did you have a chance to go over there and see the ice, though? I did, actually. It looks fantastic. It looks I cool, right? I'm out there doing its thing. It's it, it's going to be a great game out there. I think it's cool they're doing this yeah. NHL thing uh, once a year here. It's it's fun for, I don't know, people who don't get a chance to see much hockey. So, for sure. Even if you're not a hockey fan. Yeah. Uh, we were excited when, you, uh, when we got word you were coming back in because uh, I think you uh, have and will continue to help a lot of our listeners. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, business folks to listen to the station and probably a lot of folks that are tired of putting up with companies like XO and Verizon and uh, getting the kind of the, the I guess, the... Uh, the bar moved on them multiple times when it comes to telecommunications. So let's talk about what Syringa is all about. Yeah, so we're a uh, local telecommunications provider. We provide internet access, voice services, business-to-business connectivity. We have over a 1,000 miles of our own buried fiber optics throughout the state of Utah. And the, the biggest thing about us is just that, is that we're a local company here. We have local presence. We have all of our field technicians, customer support, order fulfillment. All those guys are located here in the Utah market uh, for for our customers specifically. And one thing, I mean, I love local companies and, and we have a lot of great local partners here on the station, but in supporting local, keeping things in our community is terrific. But an, an under kind of appreciated part of it is everybody is here. Your customers Customer services here. You're not getting bounced around the planet when you've got a problem that needs to be solved now. There are people who have boots on the ground here in, in Salt Lake and can help. Yeah, that, that's correct. And that's really what, what the, the big differentiating factor is between us and uh, everybody else really is the fact that we are extremely responsive because we're all sitting here locally. So if there's uh, you know folks out there who are decision makers in their company or have been having trouble, just call Syringa Networks 385-420-7881 and kind of find out what you guys can do for them. Yeah, please do. All right, that number again, 385-420-7881. He is Gabe from Syringa Networks. Give him a call. We'll have more Big Show. We'll talk Utes and USC coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Riley Jensen joining us, College Football Insider. I mean, honestly, I think BYU's back. And I don't even care what happens this weekend. I think BYU's back. There'll be nothing to hang their head about after this weekend. And quite honestly, if they come out of this 3-1, and one, I mean, I never would have told you they'd be 3-1. and one. And if they're 2-2, two and two, that's still super impressive. And so I really think BYU's back. And the reason why is, is I think we all know that Zach Wilson is a good quarterback. You're going to see him really start to come into his own. Because I think he's played solid football. I don't think... I think he's played lights out football, and they're still winning football games. I mean, when he starts playing lights out, I think BYU's a scary team right now. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. 
presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a local band Friday. Today's band, The Rodeo Boys, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Utah takes on USC tonight in Los Angeles. Kickoff will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on The Zone Radio Network begins at 6, live from the point after, down there on 9th East in uh, Murray. Or is that technically Midvale? For the point after, I think it's that's Murray. Murray. That's that's Murray proper. Murray, that's 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 deep Murray. That's Murray improper, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, right there at the sports mall. That's down in uh, Adrian Lizer territory. That's what I. That's why, because he's shared a few. Now this is a nice property that the point after is on, where Adrian lives is not so nice. Not so. That is. Uh, it's Mur- a lawless land where Adrian lives. Murray's kind of funny that way because there's some really nice uh, areas of uh, of Murray. Oh sure. It's where uh, the home of Lloyd Cole and Britton Johnson, where they grew up. And those are two very different uh, well, certainly personalities. Very, very different people. That is for sure. I, I did not catch the movie zone yesterday. What uh, what was the poll question? Favorite Brad Pitt roles and or movies. Oh, you know what? Somebody used my, uh, well, two. I agree with our boy Tom Morton. A River Runs Through. It's pretty amazing. Uh, but underrated, Spy Game. Uh, now, is that with Redford? Yes. Okay. I love that movie. Directed by uh, Tony Scott. Oh, I rest rest his one of the Scott brothers. Yes, the one who Ridley's brother. Ridley's brother who is deceased. Wow. Who they also directed Top Gun. Okay. So so there you go. All right, catch the movie Zone Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the uh, Zone Radio. Just real quick, Devin tweeted in the longest he ever, the shortest time he ever held a job. Said he held a job for four hours in a call center selling movies to families. Watched a four-hour training, made a couple calls, and said, "No, no I'm not doing this. this, this He's out. This doesn't feel like something that that I want to." Hey, Devin, do. we need you in here early tomorrow. Ah, I'm not in here at all evermore. See ya, uh, Austin. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Utah USC going down in LA and how we think this uh, this game is going to go. Um, I heard you on your show. You think Utah is going to win by a couple of scores, but let me ask you this: What type of game do you think it's going to be? Um, I, I think it's going to be a scoring. You think it's going to be defensive. You think it's going to be completely one-sided. I think this is a 35-21 Utah win, and I think that it's 35-14 starting the fourth quarter. Okay, if that tells you what, what I. What okay, I'm so I I actually really like your number 35 for Utah, and this is I kind of get into to my key. Uh, or at least how I think this one's going to go. I like your number 35 for Utah because if, uh, and I don't know if you've seen this, Austin, but where would you guess in total defense USC ranks? I have not seen this. Uh, I I am thinking back to their final scores. It's around 30 points a game. So I'm going to say 106. 
Ooh, clo- well, kind of close. 86. Okay. So, so I, they're better than I thought. Not dreadful. I'd put them in the bad category. They're in the bottom third. How, how about yeah. that? <laughs> if they were 106, that would be the dreadful category. Okay. 86. Let's go ahead and, and let's call them bad. All right. Uh, now, what would you guess they are against the pass? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I would say probably 95. 99. Wow. Very okay. close. What do they give up a game? 99 giving surrendering 264 yards a game. That's too many. So would you? I I, I might put that in the dreadful category. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad to well, dreadful. Back in the bad. There's 130 teams in yeah. this list, right? That's terrible. Yeah. That is that is not terrific. Now, what about uh, rush defense? Now this is where they will probably be. This is this is a Jekyll and Hyde situation because that first half against Stanford. It's like they never knew how to defend against a rush. Right. Then the second half is like no one could ever rush against them ever again. So I'd probably say 40s, somewhere in the 40s. 70. Wow. 70. Interesting. And I didn't think they were terrific against – I know uh, Tyson Williams had, what, 99 yards uh, for BYU. I I didn't think they were very effective stopping the run against BYU either. So that, there's the reason why I really like your your number 35 right there because Utah let's uh, they got to 40 in October in all four games in October last year right I mean when they were really clicking on I'd have to check, on offenses yeah. some somewhere in that na- neighborhood but so they could easily get to 40 I guess is my point but 35 I think is is pretty good they're they're on the road I think that's a, a pretty solid number on uh, on your part. So that uh, if I think that Utah can get there, 35, reasonable expectation, probably could do more, but I think that's uh, about where they're going to get. I, I now am asking myself, do I believe that USC and that offense that we've seen throughout the first part of the season, but specifically what we saw last week against BYU, where it was effective at times, and of course Gordon pointed out to us many times that they made their own mistakes, even though I think BYU had a pretty major role in causing those mistakes, but they made some mistakes. But do I think that they can get to 35 points against this Utah defense? I don't think. I don't think so. Right? I. You know, I don't. No. Yeah, you know, I don't have any faith in this SC team. So this is playing into kind of your thoughts or your theory on how things are going to go tonight. And and kind of the more I process some of this stuff, the more I'm coming around to that. And I think I you look at USC's D off, or excuse me defense against the pass, 99th in the country. I mean, Tyler Huntley should have a really nice day, night. Should have a really nice night tonight. Well, it's still a Friday, so it's day counts. So. Okay. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Or a Saturday. There's no Friday night, so there's there's really no no night period then during the week. Like last Saturday, BYU SC, that was not night. That could never be accurate, but day was. But if they had played at 7 p.m., you could say today, and it would still be accurate, right? So I wonder... And uh, now that's what you get I, here on the big show. I appreciate it, and it's a very creative way to defend me, which, I, you know, you've always got my back, Austin, so that's nice. <laughs> that that always feels really, really good. So there, there's that. So I kind of wonder, because I, uh, I asked Pete Arbogast about this yesterday, uh, that, that Utah was going to be pretty... Um, focused on establishing the run and I and I still believe that but when you look at how bad USC is against the pass I wonder if Utah alters what they what they've done so far this year cuz we can all agree that Utah's been pretty vanilla 
on both offense and defense in the first three games. Frankly, because they haven't had to really do anything tricky or special or anything like that. They haven't needed to. They've they've had the games uh, well in hand. Now, against Idaho State last week, I do think they did a few things kind of trying to practice it and make sure it's there as they go into conference play. So we saw a couple more of the deep balls and those sorts of things, and, and they looked really good. Outside of um, some blocking stuff up front with the O-line and an inexperienced center, which Hans uh, thoroughly explained to us yesterday, which is very helpful because they're going to need to tighten that up uh, against, well, really any conference team. And Umana should be good to go this week, so that that obviously will help. But outside of that, those those kind of things that they exercised against Idaho State, I thought looked really, really good. So there is an opportunity for Utah to flex its muscle passing the ball tonight. I wonder... I wonder how much they'll do it and if it will come early in the game or if they'll be focused on just we're going to establish Zach. We're going to get Zach going uh, and then regardless of USC's pass defense and then maybe open it up uh, at certain points when we need. Like how many passing attempts are we expecting to see from Tyler Huntley today? You know, it's been in the teens for the most part so far this this year. And I think that's good. You know me, Austin. I've been talking about Utah needs to run the ball 65% of the time. Still believe it. But isn't it a little tempting when you're looking at the 99th best pass defense in the country? Mm, it's pretty tempting to be like, man, you might want to you might want to sling it a little bit. Yeah. So I wonder which way they're going to go. And this is why I'm not an offense coordinator, never will be. But you know what I would do tonight is very first play of the game, all the way down, throwing it all the way to the goal line, very first play. Because then this SC defense, who is susceptible to giving up uh, passing yardage thinks, well, this was supposed to be a run team, and they start panicking, right. even if it's an unsuccessful play. So, and then you just hand it to Zach Moss until he can't do it anymore, and then you're fine. So go the Norm Chow route when yep. he was the offensive coordinator at Utah. We now, talk- they don't have a Drez Anderson or a Darren Carrington, but they've got a, a Jalen Dixon, yeah. your guy. My guy. Your favorite wide receiver to ever do it. He is my I've, I've been saying that forever. Ever since camp. <laughs> but... uh. It was funny that Norm Chow year because John Hayes was the quarterback and they never were going to pass. But the first play for every half, you could set your watch by it. It was just John Hayes was going to drop back and throw it as far as he could. And it didn't matter if they completed it or not. They just had to show the other team like, hey. We know that that's is allowed. We're willing to do this. And then they just gave the ball to John White the fourth for the rest of the game. Yes, exactly. And it worked. It did. It, you know, kind of exaggerating and laughing a little bit, but it worked. That really worked that year. Lavelle Edwards called that Norm Chow's best coaching year. And so it, I, I'm with you, Austin. And they're but, so much better now than it, they were then. Right. And so maybe a couple of aggressive passes to, opening up, to open up the game and, and loosen things up for Zach Moss. That's, I, I guess that's what I'm getting at a little bit. I wonder if Utah is tempted to open it up a little bit more against USC because you think that they're vulnerable. But then again, 70th against the run. I mean, that's nothing to write home about. Right, yep. So maybe it's one of those situations where you just let Zach Moss, you know, take over a game. But you mentioned the offensive line and what Hans was talking about, and they have rotated through that offensive line almost once over now, right? At the University of Utah in non-conference, and so we'll see what they're ava- able to do health-wise uh, on the offensive line. And so that is, that gives me a little bit of hesitation: is that offensive line and how cohesive it will be tonight? And I think opening up that pass game early to then just turn around and hand it off gives them a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I, I think so. I, 
I guess maybe the point here is, is Utah has a lot of options, and I really expect them to put up a bunch of points tonight. I do. I, I have that expectation. I know they didn't uh, put up 60 on Idaho State, but I think that was somewhat intentional, to be honest. And the twos didn't really perform all that well against Idaho State. But, you know, I don't think we're going to see those guys all that much against USC. And the ones, for the most part, outside of those offensive line things we were talking about, the ones looked really sharp against Idaho State. So I expect Utah to put up a ton of points tonight. So, you know, is is this going to be one of those games uh, where Utah's defense does their thing and holds USC down? Because if that's the case, uh, you're totally right, Austin. It's going to be a two-score spread at least, two-touchdown spread at least. But, That'll be determined by the final score. Right. But, but there are those games where occasionally <laughs> there are those games where occasionally Utah, um, the defense uh, gets worked over a little bit. Usually it's against teams that have dynamite athletes on the outside. And USC has dynamite athletes on the outside. So, you know, I think you can look at this from a number of different perspectives. But I, I expect Utah's defense to take what BYU did last week and then add, a, add in you know a pinch more aggressiveness, and I, I bet it will be pretty effective. I don't think Utah's going to be dropping eight all that much, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to get as much pressure with the front four as possible and then have everybody else kind of worried about those three dynamic receivers. And, I, and especially if they can stop the run with just four and those linebackers. And how much will USC actually try to run? That's another, that's another question. Uh, how much will they try, period, Jake? You haven't, we haven't even mentioned just the mess that it is that right now down it there. It is a mess, and we will get into that uh, coming up, and we'll certainly get into it with Patrick Kinahan. Uh, but their uh, Malapai, their... Um, Running back to junior, he's averaging 19 carries a game for 90 yards. By the way, if I had a running back who who basically averaged five yards a carry and he's a little under, I'd run him a lot more than 19 yards. And that's my whole point about why the air raid is so dumb at USC. And I'm so happy Frank Dolce Dolce agrees with that uh, with that perspective. By the way, oh, I call it by oh, the, Frank fight on Dolce that guy. Uh, I called when I was hosting the the Ukraine post with him last week. I called him Dolce, and I just I can't get that out of my brain. I don't know what is the matter with me. And that's your that's your one problem is once you have a name in your head, that's the name it, that you're gonna say. It doesn't leave. <laughs> that's right. I still want to call. It's a curse. I still want to call Coach Grimes down at BYU, Frank. Frank Grimes, <laughs> because of a stupid <laughs> Simpsons episode from like 1993. <laughs> Oh, Jake, I, I love don't, it. I don't, I don't, you're right. Once it gets stuck in my head, it, it just will never leave. You have leave. to say it a hundred times yeah. the right way, and then it'll be exorcised from your lips. Maybe that's what I ought to do during the break. Just sit time and time again. Dolce. <laughs> Dolce. Dolce. <laughs> no, Look that. in the mirror as you do it. <laughs> Dolce. Speaking of Frank, he'll be with Hans. Coming up at 6 o'clock. All right, we'll talk about the big USC news, uh, the latest coming up right around the corner. Don't forget that uh, PK is going to join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Jordan Pendleton, uh, the former Cougar, is going to join the show at 4.30. Um, Gordon will be with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And Scotty G will be on with us at 5.30-ish. 
the voice of the Aggies, and we'll preview Utah State and San Diego State. What a weekend. I'm so excited for this weekend of college football around here. Awesome. All right, we want to remind you to join Scotty and Hans on Tuesday, September 24th from noon to 3 at the re-grand opening for the Mountain Land Supply Far West Store. Bigger and better at 3124 North, SR 126, which is 20th West, in Far West, free hats, raffle prizes, and barbecue lunch. We'll have more of the big show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. That's the sound of me. I think it was going after you. Whizzing down my leg <laughs> while singing the national anthem at a bees game, not a foot away from a bald eagle who did not like my bald. The shine came off the back of my head and he was like, I've had it! It was kind of scary. For bald eagle, man, those claws got a hold of that dome, man. Yeah, It'd be I a might. tough fight, man. <laughs> I'd still take you in the battle, but you're not coming You'd out take of me it. over an eagle? I would never punch a bald oh. eagle. I'd go to prison. That eagle is actually pretty quick. In fact, too. by law, I think it's allowed to attack my dome. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Tony them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's weird because you know his system, but you even feel like there's so much of it that we haven't shown. You know, and I, I think people call it opening up the playbook, you know, and, and it's almost like we genuinely haven't opened up the playbook all the way yet. It makes it exciting, and I don't know, it, it's a chess match, and, and every game's a chess match. You you find people to attack on the defensive side, and then you find schemes to attack, and so Coach Ludwig does a really good job of both, and uh, I think if you were to epitomize, if that's even a word, you could, like, place a name on Coach Ludwig's offense, that would be it. It's not just a system. It's you find people to attack, and then you find a system to attack every week. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordo down in L.A. He'll jump on the show coming up top of the 5 o'clock hour live from the Coliseum. That was Britton Covey right there. Is a big game tonight down there in L.A. And uh, we broke down a lot of kind of you know, what we expect to see on the field, expect Utah to score a, a bunch of points in this game. Um, you know, we expect Utah's defense to, to play pretty well as, as well. So I'm with you, Austin. I'm, I'm certainly picking Utah on this one. Uh, but there is a, an under, uh, I guess, a storyline under the surface that's not on the field that may play a big role one way or another in tonight's game. Now, Sports by Brooks reported this uh, today. And maybe a lot of people out there aren't familiar by, uh, with Sports by Brooks, but he, um, he ran a very successful sports blog, uh, I don't know, probably 8 to 10 years ago, Austin, somewhere in there, yeah, right? Maybe 12, 13, yeah. Right. Uh, it was a while. Kind of a, a pioneer in the sports blogging world. Um, I always I loved his site. I, that was a daily stop for me. And then probably six, seven years ago, he sold it and kind of fell off the radar for a long time. And then about a year ago, he kind of started back up and uh, is doing his thing. Anyway, so it's kind of a random source that reported this, but I actually think there's some pretty good 
but really good credibility for for Brooks. He's he's been reporting stuff for a long time. But anyway, Sports by Brooks sent this out. He says uh, has been told by his source close to the USC administration and board of trustees that if the Trojans are embarrassed by Utah at home tonight in a major blowout, Clay Hilton will be relieved of his duties as the school's head football coach. Now this doesn't make a ton of sense to me actually. And and again, if if Brooks reports it, I think he's pretty credible. So that's probably what's going on. But who would take over as interim? You're gonna, you know, Clancy Pendergast. Yeah, defense really really uh, doing it for you. You know, who's gonna take over? They don't really have a good coach. Graham Harrell, who doesn't have a ton of experience. Is that uh, so? There's not a really good interim candidate out there. But maybe they don't care about that. And. Don't you have to get the AD situation figured out before you can figure out what's going on with your your football coach? Unless you truly hire Urban Meyer and he can pick his own AD. But I I mean, is it would it be that much in the bag? And why would the outcome for Utah determine that? Because Urban's not going to step in and take out take over midseason. That's not going to happen. No, no. So I mean, what would be the benefit of firing Clay Hilton, regardless of the outcome of tonight's game? The outcome part is the interesting, is the curious part to me, right? Because I do see uh, the benefit of firing. If you know you're going to move on from Clay Helton, I do see a benefit in doing that sooner rather than later. Because the guy you want, well, it just so happens he's there tonight. But the guy you want has a list of every college in America that will have an opening that will want him as their head coach. Right. You kind of want him to be able to start looking at who he's going to put on his staff who he's going to put in place. He can start making some plans and some calls. Even if he doesn't pick the AD, what AD is not going to pick him as their football coach? Well, I don't know. He kind of brings along some different types of headaches. But, yeah, I get why. Oh, I wouldn't do it, but I'm not an AD. (laughs) I think he's scum, but he's a really good football coach. He is a really good football coach. So, okay, I could see that to, to get a jump start on hiring Urban. And uh, maybe get in front of some schools if indeed he's interested in coming back and coaching, which I believe he is. Uh, but that is out there. So that could have some interesting effects on tonight's game. I mean, does the team rally around Clay Helton? Do they go out and win one for the Gipper? Let's go save Clay's job. Or is it one of those? <laughs> That's so funny. Is it one win of those? Win one for the Gipper for Clay Helton? Uh, you're a funny joke. Yeah, right. Or is it one of those situations where they know he's not a very good football coach and they, you know, think, well, we're not going to be here. So why would I? you know go above and beyond for you i've got a scholarship i'm going to be here next year you might not so that's the latest news with clay helton we'll get to uh patrick kinahan live from la coming up right around the corner but our good friend gabe from uh, syringa networks is with us live in studio and if you're out there and you haven't been pleased with your telecommunication system for your business listen up because it can get better right gabe absolutely yeah there's no need to uh to settle for something that uh, that you don't love um, and that's one of the things that we bring to, to the folks here in the Utah market is we bring a uh, service and support that they can indeed rely on. Uh, the number to call is 385-420-7881. Uh, you can also go to uh, syringanetworks.com. Uh, but one thing with the with the big boys, Gabe, there's there's always change. And you're getting alerted. You know, you may be happy with your service for one second, but it'll, it'll change the very next day. You guys want folks to know it can be consistent and consistently good. 
That that's correct. Yeah. There, uh, again, there's no need to settle. And with the uh, a lot of these national companies, uh, certainly uh, the the Salt Lake market isn't one of their main focuses. And so for that reason, they do change constantly. And the numbers you call, the people that you rely on, they're always moving as well. And you were telling me uh, when we chatted last time you were in that uh, a lot of companies, there's a lot of acquisition out there. So you may be with one company and then all of a sudden you're with uh, a completely different company unbeknownst to you. That's correct. There's a lot of um, M&A action going on in the telecom space right now. And that can lead to a lot of confusion and a lot of different changes. Uh, for instance, that uh, the Verizon thing that's going on right now where they, they acquired Excel and now they're doing away with a certain product that many businesses rely on today. And also all of a sudden you get a letter in the mail saying, hey, this is going away. And you guys have put a lot into this, a, a thousand miles of buried cable right here in, in Utah alone. And you're not going anywhere. You're going to be doing the, the same great stuff for years to come. That is correct. That That, that is what uh, is going on with that size of an investment in this market. We're definitely here to stay. 385-420-7881. 385-420-7881. Gabe, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. PK joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Mike Eugenin from The Athletic. Explain this USC Trojan team to me. Are they dangerous? Are they not as good as we thought they were? What is Utah about to see? I think Utah is about to see a team that, if it gets hit in the mouth, can't really respond because it's not very physical. The fact that Utah easily handled a BYU team that beat USC, that, if I'm a Utes fan, I'm thinking, unless we mess up, we are going to physically dominate the line of scrimmage in this game. And I think that's exactly the case. I would be stunned if USC beats Utah. Utah, I think, will be able to run the ball down USC's throat. I think they're going to shut down the USC running game, which means Slovis is going to be running for his life. I think Utah is going to win by at least two touchdowns. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.